You're listening to the Survival A to Z podcast, strategies to thrive from business for life. Each week, my guest chooses an idea or word from several that I've given them, and we unpick them to explore how they relate to the business of life. My guest this week in the Survival A to Z is the wonderful Emma Gunn of The Emma Gunn Show. We explore criticism. I chose criticism because I'm terrible at it. We think about how we take it. I could probably recite all of the criticism I've ever received. How we give it. It's not very diplomatic. And how it's sometimes delivered. I would rather you just told me straight. We even explore the rule of seven and Emma's cogs start whirring. Oh, Alison, I'm going to have to pay you for this session. If you've struggled with criticism, either giving it or taking it, here's a 15-minute exploration you might find interesting. Ooh. Ooh. I like that one. Hello and welcome. It's Emma Guns, and uh, Emma is the creator of The Emma Guns Show. It's a podcast series which, if you haven't listened to it, I will thoroughly recommend because it is simply remarkable in its ability to be so wide-ranging, thoughtful, supportive and uplifting and covering every topic you can think of from beauty through sadomasochism to anxiety and just as I say that list I'm thinking is there some fundamental link there anyway Emma is a good all-round human Uh, we first met when I joined her on the show a couple of years ago and as I suspect happens with most people around Emma we became friends immediately so Emma we are on day 7363 of lockdown how you doing how's it going Oh, Alison, thank you so much. What an incredible introduction. I feel, I'm so glad that has been committed to audio and I can replay that in my dark moments. (laughs) (laughs) You chose criticism. Um, So Mm. I just want to say a couple of words from my experience about criticism. So, which is that very few people take criticism positively or in the Mm -hmm. way that it was indeed intended. Um, In fact, I had one woman who worked for me and when I needed to disagree or contradict her actions, she would pause her eyes would close slightly and then she would say thank you for the feedback which really meant <laughs> feck off you bitch <laughs> and I think that's because criticism is a really broad term and it's really yeah. broad and it's really misunderstood and it's confused with critique which is often what in fact the genuine feedback was supposed to be a critique is something quite different so criticism mm-hmm has many definitions, but it is, in effect, the art of judging, okay, Mm -hmm. apparently, especially in literature and the fine arts. Um, So, you know, all those awful uh, reviews that people get in the papers that you always see in the movies (laughs) and they don't like and nobody nobody shows it to the star and all of that. And a critical Mm -hmm. judgment or observation. But once you delve a little bit deeper, the word critical has got seven definitions, two of them really important, rigorously discriminating, which one tries to be when one's a boss, and finding Mm. fault Mm. and the critic is someone who assesses the quality of something who's a judge or a fault finder now once you start to unpack all those things then you start to think Mm -hmm. ah so which am i being or what is being done to me what's happening so emma take it away why did you choose criticism (laughs) i chose criticism because i um i'm terrible at it in terms of receiving it and giving it. <laughs> and so I thought better to um, discuss it with you because it's such an emotional thing. And exactly as you said, it can be unpacked in so many different ways. And criticism is an opportunity to improve. 
criticism is a very, very muddy, muddy, muddy topic. Um, I'm quite direct. I'm very direct with criticism. And if I am criticized, I take it to heart. And so, but I do like to think I do learn from it and grow from it because even this morning I woke up and I knew that I was going to be speaking to you today. And I was sort of running through my head in my head, what we were going to discuss. And I woke up about 15 minutes before my alarm went off. And then my alarm went off and I thought, you know what? I have relived three really quite negative experiences from my professional career that involve criticism, me being on the receiving end of it. And I have relived those again and again as if they were happening right now. And some of them were 12, 15 years old. Because I because I do feel like if you as it, as if you, if you are criticized, for me personally, I will never make that mistake again. I will never allow that criticism to be leveled at me again, I hope. Can you share what those criticisms were? Okay, so a really recent one is, uh, the most recent one I can think of, which is probably best because it hasn't been muddied by time, is I was uh, doing some consultancy and I was getting very, very frustrated that there didn't seem to be much action going on. Lots of people talking about what they were going to do to contribute to the project, but I wasn't seeing anything manifest. And I was pulled aside after a few weeks by somebody who said, look, the feeling is that you're just too intense. <laughs> they just don't like your way. They think that you're too intense. They think that you're too harsh. And I really struggle with that because on the one hand, I can't, I can't be doing with dilly-dallying. Don't give me a code that I have to decipher. Don't sort of, you know, they say shit sandwich, don't they? Give me a compliment, tell me the real problem and then give me another compliment. I would rather you just told me straight because I guess my background as a writer, if you've ever had your writing savaged by an editor, which means big crosses through your work and capitals of what do you mean? This is nonsense. Rewrite this. It's how you you learn very quickly from that. So um, I'm very, I'm much happier with just, oh yeah, they thought you were a wanker or the way you said that really pissed that person off because blah, blah, blah. I would rather it was just broken down like that. And so when I get into the position where I'm like, right, we're at a, we're at a critical point here. Everybody needs to up their game. I haven't seen this from you. I haven't seen this from you. And actually there's been a bad attitude as well. I feel like that's really clear. But well, it is. obviously yes. <laughs> it's not very diplomatic. I told you I wasn't very good at I, criticism. I've had to learn to soften the blow a little bit for people, but I'm not mm. very good at softening it a lot. So I'll soften it a little bit. I'll kind of massage the ego slightly. Uh, but but I also have, <laughs> but we do get to the point. We do get to the point pretty quickly right. because also I don't want to waste people's time. I do. I hate I hate people blowing smoke up my ass. So mm -hmm. I definitely never want to do that with anybody else. And I always want people to know the truth and honesty of where I stand. I learned to get a very thick skin, you know, about a zillion years ago uh, when I was working in Dublin. I was working in fashion and the fashion industry is famously critical. OK, <laughs> and people famously have no filter, zero filter mm -hmm. um, or they're incredibly passive aggressive and um, I had to learn to grow a really thick skin and to not take it. I'm not going to say not, not take it personally because it's impossible to take to not take criticism personally since it's being mm -hmm. directed at you and you are the person it's being directed at. So mm -hmm. so de facto, you have to take it personally, but to not take it emotionally. 
that's mm. a that's a totally different skill, isn't it? But it's hurtful, and it's a bit. And if it's shocking to you, if the criticism is a surprise, then I think it does cut you up short, doesn't it? One hundred percent. And especially if you're trying to do your best, that's where I think it's really difficult. I think if if people are genuinely doing their best but it falls short, how are you able to critique them into performing beyond their current means? Even if it's you mean if they're just not capable. Mm. Is there a point in critiquing, let's not say criticizing, mm. but in critiquing someone who is not capable? I mean, is there even a point, do you think? Of getting of of somebody who's who you feel and we know all know these people who just you know for one reason or another maybe they're emotionally not capable of growth, maybe they just don't have the capacity for what you know, for what you would require. You can't get them to grow. You can't. They're not. They just don't have it. Well, I I mean at that point is it is there a point? I think there is a point because I think if there wasn't, then people like Tony Robbins wouldn't be multi billionaires. I think sometimes it depends on whether that person respects you. It's difficult. If it's a brick wall, then you have. To, I think you have to pick your battles. I don't think you have to be that person's Tony Robbins. I think sometimes you might have to critique yourself and say, this isn't my fight. There you go. I think that is so true. I think sometimes, actually, it's just, I don't want to say it's not worth the breath, but it's just not worth the angst that you personally experience <clears throat> in trying to give a really constructive critique that allows some that would allow someone to grow who could hear it properly. Mm. Sometimes the effort of doing that is just too emotionally draining on you, and you know it's going to fall on dry ground. I have been there at times, and it's um, it's frustrating. Aristotle said, "To avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, and be nothing." Mm. In other words, you're going to get it. You're yeah. going to get criticism regardless because you cannot please all of the people all of the time it's how you absorb that what you feel should be commensurate with how you feel about the person who's giving you the criticism mm -hmm. if you don't fully respect the person who's giving you the criticism then don't give the criticism the respect of upsetting you yes i know exactly what you mean it's hard i think i i could probably recite all of the criticism i've ever received word for word back to the person who gave it to me but then i'm curious so you're a business owner and what i've encountered when i've interviewed business owners and entrepreneurs on my show is that many start on their own and then have to grow into a team because you just want somebody to do things the way that you would do them there must be some turbulence with adapting to that and knowing when to just shut up and go actually i have to let it them do them their way. So when your project, whatever that is, even if it's your business or it's just in life generally, when it's in its very, very, very seedling stage, actually the vision is yours and you do have to get people to do it as you would want to do it. What you're not going to do is get someone to come to you and without really clearly communicating what it is that you need, that they're just going to somehow through telepathy understand how to how to do that mm -hmm. thing and if you think about that in even in general life emma if you invite people into your life and a business is a bit like a life particularly if you start it yourself so if you invite someone into your life personally you have to take responsibility for what they understand you to be as well as what you understand mm -hmm. them to be mm -hmm. so you have to communicate you have to really take communication incredibly clearly and you have to be very forgiving you have to say to yourself as you just said there 
I can't expect this person to do this thing this way unless I have actually spent the time showing them what it is that I need Mm -hmm. done. And by the way, there is this thing called the rule of seven. So you have to tell someone seven times. I don't know if you realize this, but if you look back in your life, you'll go, oh my good God, that is so true. The rule of seven. The first time, they don't hear you. The second time, they don't believe you're serious. The third time, they just think this is nonsense and you're wasting the time. The fourth time, they start to get curious, but they're still not doing it. The fifth time, they're now starting to give you some time to try to absorb what it is you're trying to get done. And by the sixth or seventh time, you're probably there. That what learning for me was mind-blowing. That was where I could stop criticizing and just start teaching. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And it was making me think, I, I feel like I should have a notepad, right? I told so-and-so something twice. <laughs> Five more to go. It's not enough. Twice is not enough. You've got quite a lot to go there. Actually, that was... I think the thing I've taken from that, actually, is going back to what I said earlier about the last time I was in that situation, it was like, Emma, you're too intense. They feel like you're being a bit too hard with them. Um, And just being really honest, that's because I was expecting to say it once, I think why am I saying this again like and it's yes, that's yes. a little bit too autocratic isn't it I need to soften the delivery you've got a goal in mind mm. you're really clear what that goal is and you want to get to the other side of that goal and I think that there is definitely this thing in um people with a with a vision and a project in mind where they see it and if I can see it why can mm. you not see it like it's simple isn't it obvious what the heck what's you, do you know what I mean yeah. and And you have to accept that this vision inside your head has got to be properly communicated. Mm. And it's going to take several times and communicated in several ways in order for someone else to be able to grasp your vision. You probably don't need to critique on on point one of telling the first time, the second time or the third time. And again, you can apply that. You can apply that to your own life every bit as much as you can apply it to a business or a career situation. You know, I'm just thinking about trying to get your kids to do something. Any mother knows you have to tell a child at least seven times. Interesting. Pick up those socks. Those socks need picked up. You need to take those socks to the laundry. Oh, look, those socks are smelly. (laughs) Your bedroom is really untidy. Your friend is not going to like your untidy bedroom. Hint, pick up the socks. Pick up the socks. And then child goes of 11 years old goes, I think mom wants me to pick up the socks. (laughs) You're not going to get any dinner unless you pick up those socks. Okay, I'm picking up the socks. Oh my God, the socks got picked up. But uh, my cogs are now, literally there should be steam coming out of my ears if I wasn't wearing these um, Maverick Top Gun uh, headphones. But it's made me realize what I said right at the beginning about criticism is that uh, someone criticized me once. I want to learn from that. It's like a controlled burn. I never want to make that mistake again. And so I'm receiving criticism and I'm delivering it in the same way. I'm expecting people to have the same response to me, which is, if you hear it once, you're going to make that change. Oh, Alison, t- I'm going to have to pay you for and this tell session. Me, and tell me this, Emma, where do you think that fear of being criticized twice for the same thing comes from? I just, I've always, I've, I've always been scared of being wrong, not um, like naughty or being caught out. I've always been scared of... Um, I went to a strict school. Um, I'm sure my father wouldn't mind saying like he was a he. I mean, he still is. If I if I say it's funny now because obviously we're adults, both of us. But you know, if I uh, dropped my T's, for example, when I was a kid, I'd be corrected. And there was a certain way of doing things. And it wasn't super strict, but it was definitely 
a, you know, a quite a strict household. My friends often say now, or oh, when you, you were at school, like it was like you, you had the strict dad. So I guess it just comes from that. I just don't want to be told twice. <laughs> just want to learn. I get that. But I think that fear of criticism, it can really hamper you. Mm. It can stop you from taking risks. It can stop you even from trying. Because sometimes if you have that fear of criticism, and we as parents don't realize that we're instilling this in our children. But if you have that fear of criticism, then you'd rather do nothing than risk getting criticized. Well, if it's a really big fear. Yeah, I mean, my father is a wonderful man. And the other thing he is, is very strong minded. And I've obviously developed that. So if I want to do something, I also just, so it hasn't hindered me in that way. But I could completely understand yeah. how those two parts could um, meet together. I just wanted to give another quote of criticism, because I thought this was really um, interesting, which was by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it is let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted when I am contradicted. Ooh. Ooh. I like that one. I think self-worth is really, really important. Mm. But there also can be too much self-worth sometimes. And you just think, how, how dare you? How dare you? When actual fact, maybe the criticism was justified. Mm. But it can take quite a long time for that criticism, that justified criticism sometimes to kind of drip down and you see where they were coming from. For me, sometimes it has taken really long time, like months, years, particularly if the criticism is personal. Mm. Sometimes I, uh, I just get so confused and upset because my purpose is to, is to do good in the world. So if I've mm. done something that, that causes criticism, sometimes to me it's confusing. Because I'm like, but, but, but didn't we need that? Didn't, as you say, mm -hmm. didn't they need to hear this? Or didn't I need to do that? Wasn't that important? And sometimes it, it was important and I was correct. And sometimes I was incorrect. Hmm, criticism. Constructive feedback intended to positively affect behavior and improve performance or fault finding intended to dull confidence and undermine. Whether in your business, career, or general life, if it is constructive and you have to deliver it, try to be thoughtful and expect to repeat often and in many ways. And if you are on the receiving end, be alert, willing to learn, respond quickly. You have been given an opportunity to progress. But if you think that criticism is fault-finding, not based on fact, but rather delivered with the intention of undermining you, don't give that criticizer what they want. Don't take it to heart. Don't take it personally. Don't let it hurt you. If you don't respect the person giving you the criticism, don't give the criticism the respect of upsetting you. This is the Survival A to Z podcast with strategies to thrive from business for life. I'm Alison Hogg, and my guest was the award-winning journalist, Emma Guns. Till next time, and as they say where I come from, Keep her lit. <laughs>